Amen. And the word of God is blessed. Amen. Pray with me, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we recognize and we understand that if it is not you preaching to us, then we will not be spoken to. Father, we recognize that it is your word, God, that gives life. It is life changing. It is life giving. It is one that changes life, God. It is transforming. And so now, God, we need this transforming, this life-giving word to speak to us. Father, we pray, O oh God, that your word will uh, accomplish today what you set it out to do. If you set it out to correct, God, let it correct. If you set it out to give life and resurrect, God, let it do that. If you set it out, God, to cause us to face ourselves, God, in the mirror of your word to see the changes that need to be made, then God, let it do that. God, whatever it is, whatever it is that your word has set out to do, God, we cause ourselves to be available, available for your word to transform us, available for your word to do what it is that it needs to do to us and for us. God, as we've been studying uh, uh, the different aspects of your word on this month, now, God, we pray, God, that we will be able to bring them all together and understand, oh God, what it means for us in our lives. God, I pray that you would take my preparation, oh God, and put your supernatural on it. God, let me be able to uh, articulate, God, and let me be able to uh, communicate. Let me be able to uh, give what it is that you have given to me. God, if there's anything within my heart, God, that might taint your word. God, I pray that you were purified right now. God, if there's anything that I've said, oh God, that might counteract God, the power of your word on today. God, I pray that you would sanctify my lips, oh God, as the seraphims did the prophet Isaiah. God, I pray even now, oh God, even so much so, God, that Tish was Tish, Tish would sit down and God, that the Holy Ghost in me would stand up and be our preacher, be our teacher on today. And God, we thank you in advance that even through these internet lines, God, that your word would be heard and that your presence would be felt among your people. God, let he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. God, we thank you for it even now. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen and amen. Again, we thank God for this preaching, teaching moment, never a time that it is being taken lightly because we understand that there is nothing that I can do to make myself uh, qualified to preach this word. So we thank God for this opportunity on today from the just read scripture of Hebrews, the fourth chapter the uh, 12th through the 16th verse, noting specifically the 12th verse, I want to share from you from this simple topic. We've been talking about the word of God through this entire month. We started with the creating word of God. We went to the living word of God. Last week, we talked about the prophetic word of God. And so now on today, God is going to bring all of this together. And he wants to talk to us about how to use his number one weapon, how to use his number one weapon. Uh, we thank God for, uh, Pastor, interim pastor, uh, Edgar B. Johnson, uh, Jr. 
Amen. For the First Pentecostal Community Church, that's my spiritual brother, y'all. That is the son of my spiritual dad, uh, Apostle Edgar B. Johnson Sr. And we thank God for him sticking his head in, worshiping with us today. Thank God for missionary Rashida Brinson also sticking her head in, worshiping with us on today. How to use God's number one weapon. You all, it makes no sense for someone to join the army and, and, and be on the front line and they've never learned how to use the gun or whatever artillery they are using. Matter of fact, they can do more harm than good, not knowing how to use the weapon that's been assigned to them. Huh? So, so it's not a, just a matter of knowing how to uh, discharge the weapon. See, some of us think that it's enough to know how to shoot. We watch people. I don't know what it is about uh, folks uh, going live from the shooting gallery these days when they go to the shooting range. People like to go live. I don't know if it's to intimidate saying, watch me shoot this uh, target. So don't look, uh, try Jesus. Don't try me. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's, if that's the point they trying to, to get across, you know, but, uh, it's not enough to just know how to shoot y'all. The part that they don't show you is they're also taught how to, uh, 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 uh load the weapon. They're, they're taught how to lock the weapon. They're taught how to clean the weapon before you can get a concealed carry license. Walk with me, Gwen, because I know you know this. You got to know every aspect of the weapon before you can even get a license to carry. Y'all ain't hearing me on today because I already hear God preaching. Listen, you've got to know every aspect of the weapon before you can even use the weapon. It, 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 it strikes me, you all, how many of us don't know the word of God and we try and use it. Oh, I'm not going to make any sort of friends on today, but I'm going to tell you the way God has given it to me. We got a whole lot of folks out here wielding a weapon that they have no idea how to use. <laughs> and, 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 and if we go back to, to you know, a, a, a gun, um, you know, let's just talk about, you know, let's just talk about a, a, a personal weapon, you know, a, a, a handgun. If you don't know how to use it, and if somebody comes at you, you can discharge it and hurt yourself versus hurting the one that's coming at you. So what do you do? You try to use it, you hurt yourself, and you make yourself vulnerable to the enemy that's coming at you. God help me on today. You've got to know how to use your weapon. If we look at it from a larger perspective, and if someone is in the armed forces, and if they're put on the front line, they're usually sent in groups. There's not ever a soldier, not ever a, a service person that is put in 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 any sort of environment any sort of situation that they don't go in a group of either two you know two three or four usually three or four that's in a group to go and carry out an assignment carry out a mission if you don't know how to use your weapon not only would you get yourself killed but you can get the folks around you killed because you don't know how to use your weapon who am I talking to in here if you are the head of your household and if 
if you don't know how to use your weapon, you'll tear up your life and everybody else that's relying on you to make sure you know how to use that weapon to keep your household intact because you don't know how to use your weapon. My God on today, listen, you all, we've got to understand that the, the Bible is active. And what does the word say? What did the word say in verse uh, 12? Sharper than what? Any two edged sword, sword. That's a weapon, isn't it? That's a weapon. So you've got to understand that it's not just about you reading the word. Listen. I can do this all day. Walk around saying, glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I can sit here and do all of this. But if I don't know what's in it, I can't use it. We ought to know that by now because we had somebody that stood up and held a Bible in a picture. But the lifestyle didn't, oh, God help me on today. But the lifestyle didn't line up to what he was holding up. Y'all ain't saying nothing because God is preaching on today. The lifestyle's got to line up to what you're holding up. You can't just say, I feel, I'm, Lord have mercy, because I want to walk around up in here. Your lifestyle got to line up with what you're talking up. Your lifestyle got to line up with what you're holding up. But if all you're doing is holding it up, but your life ain't holding it up, then all you're doing is holding up a book. That's all you're doing. You're just holding up printed material. But your life has to hold up what it is that the word of God says. <clears throat> you all, it is imperative. It is imperative for you to know how to use your weapon. The word of God is the number one weapon that has been given to us in order to get us through this life. How do I know that? Because it is the only thing that has withstood the test of time. Think about how old the Bible is. But I talked about it the other week, but you can go into any bookstore and be able to find this word in whatever format you need to find it. You can find it. It has withstood economic downturns. It has withstood different pandemics. It has withstood uh, uh, anything that you've gone through in your life. Divorces, losses, losses of jobs. For some of, some of us, homelessness. It has stood the test of time. <coughs> Excuse me. But if we don't understand how to use the weapon, we'll actually think the weapon is working against us as opposed to working for us. Uh-huh. We, we will. We'll feel like everything in here is actually going against what it is we're trying to do in our lives. When in fact, if you read the word of God and understood the word of God, you will see that it is for your good and not for your detriment. Uh-huh. That, that, that's exactly right. But the word of God is only effective when it is used correctly. That's just like a gun. That's just like any other weapon. It is only effective when it is used correctly. Uh-huh. So if you don't know how to use it, it's what? Useless. 
It's useless. If you don't know how to load your gun with bullets, you just got an empty gun with nothing in it. And it's useless. And you, uh, God, thank you on today. We always say, you don't take a knife to a gunfight. You got to make sure that your, your weapon matches up whatever, whatever kind of fight you're going in. I'm so grateful that this word of God meets any weapon. God, thank you on today. This weapon will meet any kind of weapon that's coming at you. <laughs> Regardless of what you're going through, it is a weapon that is one size fits all. Glory to God. It will fit any situation that you are going through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there are three ways. There are three ways that we can learn how to use this weapon effectively. You all, and it's not difficult. It's not difficult. But it is necessary. How do I know it's necessary? It's necessary because that's what Jesus did. Matter of fact, Jesus uh, said in John 5 and 19 that I'm nothing aside from the Father. I only speak what the Father says. So some of y'all who keep speaking out of your mouth and your revelation don't line up to the revelation that comes out of this word. Oh, I'm not going to make any friends on today, but I feel like preaching on today. If the word that's coming out of your mouth is not lining up with what comes out of this, this, this book, the manual of life, then I'm not listening to nothing you got to say. What comes out of your mouth better line up with what this word says. Cause if not, it's what useless. All right. All right. Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that. That's why he said, uh, uh, the son can do nothing by himself. And he only speaks what is said by the father. So you all, there's some things. If Jesus had to do it, then certainly we had to do it. There are three things, three things that we need to do in order to make sure that we know how to use this weapon correctly. The first thing we need to do is analyze the word analyze the word y'all we got to study the word we we've got to study the word you all is too many of us that keep going on what we think the word says and we've got to get in the word to know what the word says we can't go off to somebody well you know i trust so-and-so because they were a bible teacher back and so how do you know how so-and-so got it I need you to get, the Bible talks about a group in, in, I believe it's in Acts called the Bereans. And what the Bereans would do is they would go through the word themselves. They didn't rely on what was just told them. They searched the scriptures for themselves. I'm about to change Bible study into the Berean hour. Because it, it, we need to search the scripture for ourselves. And then that way you won't be upset. When, when somebody said, well, you know, the Bible said God helps those that help who helps themselves. God didn't say that Billy Holiday did. God bless the child who has his own. Come on. God didn't say that Billy Holiday did. <laughs> well, <laughs> 
So that's real talk. You got to know who said what. Come on. We'll sit there and we will put stuff on God that God didn't, as the old folks say, didn't bit most say, as my mama would say, then the man on the moon. Come on. We, we got to make sure we know what's in that word so that when we quote the word, we are truly quoting the word. Hallelujah. So you got to get in the word of God. First of all, believe you can get in the word of God. Many of us will talk ourselves out of it before we even try and say, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. They start getting into them these and thou's and, and I get thrown off and then who begat who begat who begat who. And, and, and that doesn't, you know, work for me. And I don't understand that, but here's the deal. There are other versions of the scripture that you can get that you can get that will assist you in your understanding. There are such things called commentaries where you can read the scripture and then there are biblical scholars, some that write on an academic level, but some that write for, for, for real folk like us. Don't get it twisted. I'm not, I might like academics, but I'm not an academic person. Give me somebody that talk for, for plain people. <laughs> But there are folks that there there are scholars that write so that you can understand and get better understanding of the word of God. There are commentaries. There are commentaries that will let you take a word to see if that word really means in the Greek or the Hebrew or Aramaic what it means when they translate it in an English. You'd be surprised how many words don't quite mean what we think they mean. Some mean, some words mean something a whole lot stronger than what we give it, you know, uh, credence to. So you've got to, there are different tools out there, folks, but guess what? You got to believe that you can study the word of God. Secondly, you got to make it a priority, make it a priority in your life. Reading it right before bed does what? Put you to sleep. Come on. Can I get some folks that will just be real with me on today? Don't read it right before you go to bed. <laughs> if you know that you a morning person, read it in the morning. If you know you good right in the middle of the day around lunchtime, then don't get that full blown meal that you know going to take you your whole 30 minutes, your whole hour. Get, get you a party. Look, some of us need to get that, that uh, COVID-19 off of us anyway. <laughs> so get you a part of the meal. And take the rest of it and eat of the word. Why? Because man does not live by bread alone. Thank you, Jesus. But by every word, God, thank you. That proceeds out of what? The mouth of God. So don't just eat natural food. Eat of the word. Some of us are spiritually malnourished. Oh, God, I thank you on today. Some of us are spiritually malnourished. And we're about to pass away because we're not eating of the word. Make it a priority. Listen, some of us, all we got to do is just get us a, a scotch of a hunger pain. And we looking for, oh, well, I need to get something to eat. You ought to feel a hunger pain in the Holy Ghost. And know you need to pick up your word. I know I'm talking to somebody up in here. You ought to feel a hunger pain in the Holy Ghost and pick up your word and read. Make it a priority, you all. And then guess what? 
Get some support. Again, if you don't understand it, that, that's why Philip ended up going to uh, uh, the Ethiopian. He said, do you understand this? And, he's, and the Ethiopian said, how can I understand it unless someone teach it to me? You all, we've got to make sure that we do what we need to do to get what it is we need to get. We got so many people that are going, uh, 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 you know, trying to get this, this vaccine, not everybody, but some senior citizens, those that have preexisting conditions, those that are eligible to get it. They go out and, and I've heard of the frustration of folks trying to go out on the website, going on the website, going on the website, website down, can't call nobody, can't get this, can't get through, can't get that, can't get the virus. Well, I mean, can't get the vaccine. We keep doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. But for, for those of us who will call this number, we'll call that number. We'll try getting in contact, email this person. You'll do that. You'll call your doctor. You'll call your hospital. You'll just try and think of ways in order to be able to get what it is that you need. Do the same thing with the word. If you don't understand what you're reading, reach out for help. It is not meant to confuse you. It is meant to help you live. But the enemy has you all twisted and screwed up thinking you can't, you, you, you know what? You only going to be able to get that on Sunday because you know, you got a pastor that breaks stuff down and makes it clear and all of that. Don't, don't let the devil tell you that. I, I bind that devil right now in Jesus name. And I declare and decree that clarity and revelation will be opened up in you. As you read the word of God, as you get connected to the word of God, your understanding will be opened. So you've got to get in that word for yourself. We got to analyze the word of God. Not only do we have to analyze the word of God, you all, we've got to learn how to apply the word. You've got to apply the word of God. What good is it to study something that you don't apply? You all, you got, isn't that what the scripture says? The scripture says in, in Ephesians 6, 10 through uh, 17, that you've got to put on the whole armor of God. And a part of that armor is the, the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. Sharper than any two-edged sword can discern the hearts and thoughts of man. You need that word. You got to discover what the word is saying about your situation. Quit getting on the phone. Talking to people that can't help you. Quit getting on the phone. Talking to people who can't assist you. Quit getting on the phone. And airing out all of your stuff. About who wronged you. Who did this. Who did that. Don't get me wrong. That's not negating your feelings. Or your emotions. But do you understand what we what you end up doing sometimes when you tell somebody else? And, and, and as believers, we shouldn't be this way. But can, can, can we just be real? We are still human. And God is still transforming us. We'll get a, somebody will do something to hurt our feelings. We get on the phone, we call somebody else. We sell it out on that person. I just can't believe they did that to me after all I done for them. And whether it be husband, whether it be kid, whether it be friend, whether it be whoever, whether it be pastor, I can't believe pastor go preach about me in her sermon. 
pin right there. I don't preach about folks in my sermon. Now, if the Holy Ghost does, take it up with the Lord. But I don't preach about people. There's enough in this book for me to preach about other than me preaching about your life. I'd rather preach about Jesus's life than to preach about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I can preach about that. Ruth. I can preach about their lives. Esther. I can preach about their lives. And it, it, oh, let me stop. God help me because I feel myself going somewhere. But I, I don't preach about folks' lives. If the Holy Ghost trumps you, then I said something about your life. Take it up with the Lord. Don't take it up with me. Amen. But listen, we'll sit there and sell out to somebody. They hurt me so bad, I don't know what to do. And then that person is upset because you got hurt. They upset with the person that you talked about that hurt you. Then you and the person that hurt you done worked it out, made it all right. But that person that you told is still upset with that other person. Why? Because you understand that uh, uh, there are alliances and allegiances that people have in their emotions. But if you take it to the Lord, God, thank you. If you take it to the Lord, not only will the Lord not hold anything against that person, but the Lord will help you with your heart. That's what the other person can't do that you don't call and vent your stuff to. The Lord will help you with your heart. Hallelujah. But you got to apply the word of God. Don't just study the word of God and then not apply it. Don't just study the word of God and say, oh, that didn't mean me. Hello, every jot, every tittle is applicable to all. You're not disqualified. Come on in here. You're not disqualified. It's too many of us. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm about to get in some trouble, but I'm about to say it. It's too many of us that, again, want to carry this word, but we don't want our life to line up with this word. I'm about to go further. I promise you, I'm about to lose some friends and some folks about to jump off of here on today. There's some folks that want titles, but they don't want the lifestyle that this word talks about. Come on in here. You got folks that want to preach the word, but don't want to live the word. Yes, I said it. We've got to understand you can't just have a title. You can't just carry a mantle and you don't want to live what you want folks to hear you talk about. Huh? You've got to live it so that your life is a living epistle. Your life ought to be the loudest sermon that anybody ever hears. Huh? But some of the stuff that they see or hear your life uh, giving off the way you live it ain't come nowhere near out this word of God. But when you apply the word to your life, glory to God. When you apply the word to your life, you will find and you will realize that when you're depressed, you'll remember that Nehemiah says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Uh-huh. When, when you apply the word of God, you will be, uh, understand that when your family member is dealing with some stuff, you'll be able to apply the word that you read and ask the Lord to send laborers to assist. That's not just for the harvest uh, in the word, uh, in the church. But sometimes we've got to pray that God will send laborers on the behalf of our family members to assist them. And then they'll show up at your family member's door, you know, knock on the door and then step off because, you know, we socially distancing. <laughs> they'll knock on the door, step back and then uh, say, you know, I don't know, but God sent me here. Do you need some help around your house? Because you prayed for some help to come. My God, today, you, you got to understand that when you know the word, 
you will understand the sacrifices that Isaiah said that Jesus took for us, that he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, we're healed. We think that's physical healing, but that's a spiritual healing. You can be healed from your sins. My God, today, when you study the word of God, you will understand that the word says, let the word of Christ dwell in you. What? Richly. Richly. Means you ought to be wealthy in the word of God. When you apply the word of your life, don't just analyze the word, study the word. You need to study the word, but you need to apply the word. You need to analyze it, and then you need to apply it. And then the last thing you need to do, and I'm getting out of here, not only do you need to analyze the word, not only do you need to apply the word, but then you all, you need to articulate the word. What do I mean by articulate? I mean, you need to speak the word. You need to speak the word over your life. Did you, do you notice in the word that anytime that the enemy came up against Jesus, he would say, as it is written, (laughs) did you ever notice that every time that, that, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, had to deal with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he would say, it is written this. And he would add what he going to say. And I, but I say this because the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I like, you know, some of us are recovering Pharisees. Uh Uh-huh. Some of us are recovering Pharisees where we want to hold the word over somebody else. Y'all know how we do? We hold the word over somebody's head. You know, the Bible say you're not supposed to. But they did it so that they can hold people hostage by the word. Jesus wants to set folks free by the word. God, thank you. He wants to set folks free by the word of God. You all, so when you understand and analyze the word, (laughs) and then when you apply the word, do you realize that you will end, end up speaking, articulating out of the overflow of your study and applying the word to your life? Yeah, you, you'll find yourself Speaking the word over certain things, you'll find yourself being in situations and the Holy Ghost huh, will bring things back to your remembrance. He'll bring the word back. I feel like preaching up in here. He'll bring the word back to your remembrance so that you can speak it over your life. When you get afraid, you'll be able to say, God hasn't given me the spirit of fear, but he's given me the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. When you find yourself sitting in a situation where you can't pull yourself together because you don't know where the bill money's coming from. You can remind yourself that the word of God says, I will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. When you remember what the word of God says, you will speak out of the overflow of the word of God in your life. You will be able to speak to that enemy and say it is written. And the word of God will have the word of God will overtake whatever it is the enemy's trying to recite in your ear. 
You are, you got to learn how to speak the word of God. You might have to speak the word of God against your family member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might have to speak the word of God uh, 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 against the situation at your job. You, you might have to speak the word of God uh, uh, over your own body when your body trying to cut the food in illness. Come on. You might have to say, uh-uh-uh, I prosper and I'm in good health even as my soul prospers. Uh-huh. You ought to be able to speak the word of God, but you can't speak something you don't know. Yeah. How to use God's number one weapon. You got to analyze the word. You got to apply the word. You got to articulate the word. When you do those things, the word of God, the results of studying, the results of applying it, the results of speaking it over your life will become evident in your life. How do you start? To coin the great theologian Nike, just do it. Just just do it. Just get in your word. Get in your word. Find you a, 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 a Bible translation that you understand. If you're wondering if it's a good one or a right one, uh, reach out to me. Reach out to me. Re- reach out to someone who, who is a, a, a Bible reader that you trust. His house, y'all already know, reach out to me. If you're watching on live stream and you want to know if it's a good uh, uh, translation, because there are some that are good and there are some that, that will confuse you. Reach out to me. I'll be happy to help you. But just start. Just start. And once you start, once that thing starts getting good to you, you won't stop. But you've got to learn how to use God's number one weapon. You've got to learn how to use it. It's already here for you. Somebody can buy you a gun. Somebody can even be nice to you without even uh, giving you training. And give you a concealed carry license. You can even have the bullets. But if you don't know how to use any of it, when you're really in a jam and you really need it, it will actually cause you more harm than good because that enemy will see that gun sitting there and see the bullets sitting there and see you scared to use it or don't know how to use it, and they'll use it against you. You know that's what the enemy tried to do with Jesus because the enemy knows the word too. Don't you let that enemy use the weapon against you. Know the, know, the, know the word. Know how to use your weapon so that you can overcome the enemy. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you on today. God, we thank you for your word. Father, we understand and we realize, God, that we've learned that it is, uh, uh, we've learned that it's creating. We learn your word is living. We've learned your word is prophetic. But God, unless we use the creating, living, and prophetic word of God, we will be in the same jam that we have been in. God, I pray that this word quickens your people. God, to cause them to get in your word if they haven't been getting in your word. God, to cause them to get in and dig deeper 
if they've been in your word, but they've only been glossing over it. God, that they would stretch out farther if they've only been studying it within their comfort zone. And God, that you would be able to stretch them and grow them through the reading of the word. God, I pray that your people, even if they have to start with milk right now, God, that they would, as as newborn babes, have to transition to the meat of the word, the heartiness of the word. God, because your word is sustaining. God, your word is, is, is effective. It is life-changing. It is the greatest weapon that you have ever given us to use. God, show us how to use it skillfully, effectively, is our prayer. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.